Hello, welcome to the Vandaltron Curious World Podcast. This is episode 19, My Cat Bob. The boy, been missing since January. He'd been dead less than a day. The girl, she hadn't been reported yet. Uh, she was from St. Landry. Catatonic when we found her. Huh? Okay, I don't want to know anything anymore. This is a world where nothing is solved. Someone once told me time is a flat circle. Everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. And that little boy and that little girl, they're going to be in that room. In early May, my cat Bob was having some noticeable breathing problems. So I took him to the vet, and it uh, turns out he had a mass in his chest. And uh, after a lot of visits from, you know, not just the vet, but the, the emergency clinic, uh, getting a CAT scan uh, in Manhattan, a lot of consultations and many dollars spent, we were given three options. Do nothing about this mass, uh, put Bob on steroids, or surgery to remove the mass. I wasn't about to simply pray and do nothing. And the thought of a cat or any living being on steroids seemed seemed, uh, a bit frightening just in terms of compromising way of life. Uh, So we opted for what seemed like a routine procedure to remove the mass. Now, uh, we were... You know, we understood that because it was in the the chest and rather than the stomach or the leg or whatever, that there were potential complications, as there are with any surgery for for anybody. On the early morning of Friday, June nineteenth, our our cat Bob, the super cat, uh, passed away. We had received uh, several calls in the middle of the night uh, that he wasn't adjusting well uh, from his surgery that Wednesday, uh, and he had what uh, what the overnight overnight vet considered a heart attack, and he slipped into a coma. Uh, they were giving him all kinds of medications, and uh, he's just he was on a, a he was basically on life support. And he was going. He had a ventilator that was allowing him to breathe. His neurological signs were were nil. Uh, he was essentially in a coma on life support. Um, so for that Friday morning, uh, my girlfriend and I uh, arrived in the emergency room around 5 a.m. 
and you know we were kind of we were going through all kinds of the options uh one of the options that we were debating were you know more time you know what if he what if he comes out of this and you know blood transfusion uh could offer a slim chance of of helping bob recover from his coma but you know we realized that it was his lungs that failed him and uh you know he wasn't getting better so the the transfusion would really just help with the symptoms but it wouldn't help with the actual problem so we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um you know on one hand you you want to believe you want to keep the faith that there's a chance that you know my god you know he wants you know let's give him he wants to fight i want to fight too let's you know you know we we're not going to give up but you know on the other hand you have to consider something you know am i allowing my ego to cause me to be delusional um and uh you know Kaz turned to me and she was crying and she said I, I think Bob has already said goodbye to us and maybe we need to say goodbye to him. And maybe we need to let him go. So we kissed his sleeping head and uh and we said goodbye. It was uh it was pretty rough as you can imagine. Uh you know we we walked out of there and and we needed to walk. You know we we needed to be in motion, you know anything just to just to breathe, you know just to get just to get air. And the walk home was mostly in silence. You know we didn't say much and we were just kind of numb. Uh it was just you know, just surreal. Because, you know, we honestly thought that he was going to get better. You know, we 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 thought he was going to rehab at the clinic and and you know spend some days here rehabbing and and you know we were gonna we we're gonna have our Bob back. The first twenty four hours were were pretty awful. Uh, since you know that Friday morning, uh, you know we. I went through denial, guilt, anger, despair. Uh, you know, to this day, right now, uh, the apartment feels strange. Haunted, even, I think. So many things remind me of him. I mean, so many things that I expect to, to see him do. You know, he had a little gallop in his walk whenever you would put your key into the door and you'd hear the the, the clank of the of, of the door being unlocked and he would kind of prance over and greet you. Uh, he also perched on our sink to watch you take a shower and he would that would be the only time he'd meow. He was he was a pretty quiet cat, but he would meow as if to warn you of like, you know, hey you're getting wet. Um you know, and he would sleep with us, which is obviously you know, something that it you know it feels awkward uh, even even to this day. The bed just feels unnatural in these past couple of days since you know his body's not in there to kind of nip at your toes or whatever. 
But I don't want this to be a podcast, you know, simply about my cat. That's that's not really the point of this. I, uh, my point of, of the reason why I'm sharing this with you all as a reminder that, you know, life is short and the time that we get is precious. Um, you know, I have, uh, you know, there's this quote that I have um, that I, I, I go to from time to time. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? I do like this quote. It's from the book of Job. Uh, I'm not religious. In fact, if you are a longtime listener, you'll know I have many issues with religion. Um... I guess I like it because I've never really truly understood it beyond that it's a statement indicating that something is bigger than me. Uh, I mean, for, for, for you all out there that are more familiar with the Bible and, and, and religion will, will have your own meaning for that. But I, I guess I just like it because it, it's lyrical. I think the tricky thing is to, to understand that each moment... Uh, you have to understand it and you can embrace it or you can run away from it and and neither is right or wrong because in life we have options and I, I through my experience I, I, I've come to realize that no matter how awful things are that there are lessons to be learned of course when you're going through that you, you don't see it uh you know, I had the impulse to uh, to remove all the things in the apartment that reminded me of, of Bob. You know, we uh, he was a rescue cat, so we had his little flyer. You know, oh, come rescue me. We have that pinned above the refrigerator. We've got, you know, his little toys in his bed and, you know, just how things, just the way things he likes it. Uh, you know, but, but, uh, but Cousin and I talked about it. And it's better that it's around. It's actually her suggestion. Um, see, that's the thing, though. I mean, something that I've been kind of going back and forth in these past couple of days, you know, bad things do tend to, to swallow us up. It's like we're not even human. Uh, tragedies do not define who we are. We are more than, than these bad things. But I don't know about what it is about the human experience, but we just allow ourselves to be defined by by negativity you know i didn't get this job or i'm too fat or um you know somebody i went to school with is making this much amount of money and i'm not you know i uh you know i got dumped and i'll never find love i don't know i i don't know why we do this and we're just so cruel to each other and I think a lot of it has to do with we're just cruel to ourselves. You know, the world is always evolving and changing. And I think we just have to adjust and, and improvise and learn and grow. I mean, it's it's our future. It's your future. And the only limits are the limits of your imagination. Uh, it's up to you if you want to dream up the kind of world that you want to live in. You can dream out loud and dream at a high volume.
I don't know. I mean, this is all kind of stream of conscious, and I've, like I said, I, I have moments where, hey, you know, this is all a process, and, and I get it. And then there are moments where I do feel anger and guilt and sadness, and you know, I, I feel like this is so unfair. And that's the truth. The thing about tragedies and loss is your brain goes backwards and forwards, and you don't really stick to right now. You know, you go back to, you know, good times get a little tainted because your brain leaps forward and you recognize that you'll never have them again. But we fail to realize that, you know, right now, like, what are we doing right now? We're breathing, we're living this experience in itself for whatever it is all the good all the bad it's going to pass and we'll move on to another moment we'll move on to another day another year we'll love more people we'll hurt more people more people will hurt us life is love and love is beautiful but it's also unkind I think we make of it as we want to. You know, I'm only human, uh, just like you. Unless you're a robot, then, you know, if you're a robot listening to this, then, uh, you know, please leave a comment on iTunes. That would be awesome. Uh, we're only human, and I often forget that, you know, it's, it's little things. Little things like like friendships, or memories, or... Or warm summer days, uh, you know, they mean so much. You know, little things. I mean, I don't. There's nothing bigger. I've had pets pass away in the past. You know, in my life. You know, growing up and even you know my adult life, and it's never easy. But I, I, I confess to you that I never would have thought losing. Bob would be like this. I can tell you that it is... It is painful. And anybody out there uh, that's, that's loved a pet, that it's given his or her heart to a pet, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Or can imagine what I'm talking about. So, to Martin... Ben, Carlos, Mansu, Lindsay, Melissa, Jason, Tommy. To all my guests who sat in the chair opposite of me and allowed Bob to purr and sit beside them and uh, just kind of do his thing while we record these podcasts in my apartment. Thank you. I remember when the uh, the mass was initially detected by the vet, and 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 she explained to me that it was Bob's DNA. Uh, you know, it, it's nothing that we did as as pet owners. It's just hereditary, uh, and the way she said it, look, hey, it's simply bad luck, the luck of the draw. You know, and I've thought about that a lot, and, uh, and you know, when, when you when you try to cope with things you uh you kind of it's like you're clinging on to to you know the shore or clinging on to a dock as the tide takes you away 
and your like your 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 fingers are just kind of scaling away at the dock. But I I truly believe this. It wasn't bad luck. I mean, despite this incredible pain, uh, Kaz and I were so lucky to have Bob in our lives for the time that we did. So I know this is a, a, a podcast that goes beyond the f- typical format of the show, but you know, this show is about truthful conversation and mindfulness. And I can't think of anything more truthful than, than this or what I'm going through. And as, as listeners of this show, you've allowed me to come into your lives with this with this one promise that I that I always be truthful. Maybe I won't be candid, you know, but I'll always be truthful. Um, and that's why, I think that's why, hopefully that's why you listen. And that's why I created the show. So thank you for coming on with me, uh, coming with me, rather, uh, on this journey. The journey continues. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to be in your, in your earbuds or coming out of your computer. Bob, you were a gentle cat. You're a unique cat. Uh, you're strange. You're lovable. Uh, you're a ladies' man. You are my friend. I miss you. I love you. Good night, sweet prince. Everybody out there, Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Thank you. Keep a fire burning in your eyes. Pay attention to the open sky. You never know what will be coming down. I don't remember losing track of you. You were always dancing in a I must have thought you'd always be around Always keeping things real by playing the clown Now you're nowhere to be found Listening, and I can't help feeling stupid standing.